Can you just lift your hands where you are and give God praise this morning? He's so good. He is so good. He is so kind. He is everlasting in his mercy. His love is everlasting. His peace is perfect. His joy is complete, and it makes us complete. Come on, that's it. Just worship God together. Hallelujah. Glory to God. What a beautiful day this is, a day that the Lord has made. We love you, O God, and we give you praise. We love you, O God, and we give you all of the praise. Oh, thank you, Jesus. What a... What a great day this is. And we want to say Happy Mother's Day. That, of course, is the uh, celebration of today. And uh, to all of our moms, uh, we're so thankful for you. I want to give a very special Happy Mother's Day to my beautiful wife, Sister Heidi, the mother of my uh, daughters, and and, uh, just so blessed in our life. And uh, 2020 is an eventful year for us, our firstborn got married. Our second born is going to graduate from high school soon. And, uh, and we didn't expect what we're going through right now, but the Lord is with all of us. And we're thankful for that. So I wish my wife a very happy Mother's Day. I wish my mother a very happy Mother's Day. And I wish my mother-in-law a very happy Mother's Day. We wish Sister Buller, our bishop's wife, a very happy Mother's Day. And to all of our moms, Happy birthday, happy Mother's Day to each and every one of you. Uh, We love you and are thankful for you. And I want to say that God has blessed us as a congregation in this uh, time to be able to gather uh, together spiritually uh, in worship and in song and in the Word of God. But it's not the same here without you. You are what make. Uh, gathering at Tree of Life Church so special. And we're doing all that we can to make that uh, a reality again. Uh, Great ideas are coming together, and we look forward to sharing those ideas and plans with you as soon as we have that finalized. Uh, But but rest assured, a good plan is coming together for all of us to be able to worship God together in Jesus' name, in the beauty of holiness. And there's just nothing like being able to gather together at Tree of Life and worship the Lord. Amen. It's a beautiful experience, and we're looking forward to experiencing it again very soon. Amen. Why don't we just lift up our hands again to the Lord, thank Him for His presence. God, I thank You for Your presence that is in this place. I thank You for the worship we are able to experience together, for the praises of Your people, those praises in which you inhabit, Lord. We thank you and we give you all praise and glory. We magnify your holy name, the name that is above every name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. I'm I'm looking this morning to the word of the Lord and I'm going to invite your attention to the book of Matthew chapter 15. The gospel according to Matthew chapter 15. We're going to read from the 21st verse of Matthew chapter 15. And I want to read just a few verses here in your hearing. The word of the Lord says this, Jesus went thence and departed into the coasts of Tyre and Sidon. And behold, a woman of Canaan came out of the same coasts and cried unto him, saying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, thou son of David. My daughter is grievously vexed with a devil. But he answered her not a word. 
And his disciples came and besought him, saying, Send her away, for she crieth after us. But he answered and said, I am not sent but unto the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Then came she and worshipped him, saying, Lord, help me. But he answered and said, It is not meet to take the children's bread and to cast it to dogs. And she said, Truth, Lord, yet the dogs eat of the crumbs which fall from their master's table. Then Jesus answered and said unto her, O woman, great is thy faith. Be it unto thee even as thou wilt. And her daughter was made whole from that very hour. I want to preach to you this morning on this subject, the faith, hope, and love of a mother. The faith, hope, and love of a mother. Amen. God, we thank you for your word today, and we thank you for your people, and we thank you for our mothers, the blessed individuals that you uniquely designed to love and to nurture and to show forth your praises and glory in such a unique and powerful way. We pray that you'll be a blessing to all of our mothers and to all of the women of this congregation. And I pray, Lord, that you will strengthen us as a church, which, of course, Lord, is your bride. And I pray today that your word will strengthen us, edify us, perfect us, and make us in your image. We thank you for it in Jesus' precious name. And the church said, Amen. Amen. God bless you in the name of the Lord. The faith, hope, and love of a mother. Perhaps you are familiar with this combination of qualities. Faith, hope, and love. Yes, they are brought together in this title, but more importantly, they're brought together in the Word of God particularly 1 Corinthians 13, 13, that states, Now abideth faith, hope, and charity, or agape, love. But the greatest of these is love. The greatest of these is love. This is a a very interesting way that the Scripture uh, puts it. it. It describes three powerful forces in our life and in this world, faith, hope, and love. Faith, which is able to move mountains with even a, a little bit of it, and, and of course hope that is able to save. The Bible says we are saved by hope, and hope that is seen is not hope. And then love. But about love, the Bible says it is greater than faith and it is greater than hope. That's a very interesting thing and something we must take notice of. When we look at this mother that we call the Syrophoenician woman, Luke, in his gospel rendering of this account, pointed out that she was a Syrophoenician. In other words, she was not qualified to receive of the blessing of the Lord in her life. She was not of the natural lineage of Abraham. And yet, she had this audacity to come to him concerning her daughter who was grievously vexed with a devil. And she was determined 
to bring her need to Jesus and let him perform a miracle in her daughter's life. She had hope. She had hope that he would perform this miracle. She really is an interesting character in the scriptures because she kind of just emerges out of nowhere and, and, and almost interrupts the flow of the scriptures. Even in this passage that we're reading, Jesus doesn't even really seem to have her in the script. She just kind of intrudes upon his journey and upon his ministry and steps into the picture unannounced and uninvited and makes her petition known and oddly enough, and this is the thing that really causes this story to stand out, had Jesus just turned around and said, sure, your daughter can be delivered. I don't know that it would have carried such prominence in the scriptures, but it was the dialogue between Jesus and this Syrophoenician woman that captures our attention. He didn't just turn around and declare deliverance. He didn't just turn around and say, your daughter shall be made whole. No, there was a give and take. There was an interaction that really turns our heads and causes us to think, where is this going and why did it happen just quite like that? Jesus, before this exchange with the woman, had been communicating with the Pharisees, with religious leaders. And he was explaining to them that, that they were hypocrites. He was letting them know that when Isaiah talked about their mouth offering praise, but their hearts being far from him, that, that he was talking about the Pharisees. That he was talking about the religious zealots whose Lips sang forth praise, but their hearts were far from God. And this was a dagger. This was a dagger. And Jesus was contending with this deeply rooted religious tradition that was hindering the unfolding of God's will and providence. That's what was going on. The disciples were even unnerved by it. They said, don't you know that you have offended the Pharisees? And, and that's what Jesus was involved with. And, and then after this exchange with the woman, he was going to feed thousands of people with just seven loaves and a few little fish. So he's got serious stuff to deal with. One, he is dismantling a religious hierarchy that is holding the people in bondage. And, and that's what he's focused on. And, and, and he's going to move from there to feeding the thousands, the throngs of people with just seven loaves and a few little fish. And this woman has the audacity to step into the picture and say, can you do something for me? Can you do something for my daughter? You see, she is like you. Moms, she's like you. She loved her daughter. She loved her so much. And it grieved her to see her daughter suffering in the throes of a satanic bondage. She could not bear 
to experience it for another day. And she traveled to find this man that she'd heard about who would be the Messiah. The Jews had proclaimed him for many years and now he has arrived and he's a miracle worker. Oh, and he is a miracle worker. And he's a healer. Hallelujah. And she thought if he can heal, then he can heal my daughter. She had hope. Hope that was focused on, I need a healing touch for my daughter. It was driven by love. A love so deep that she would go to whatever extent she needed to go to to find deliverance for this spiritual evil that had ensnared her daughter. And I'm going to tell you something. We're living in a day where there is spiritual evil that has ensnared the hearts and the minds of children and youth and families. And God put it in the heart particularly of a mother. Hallelujah. Oh, mothers, don't underestimate the power you have with God. Don't underestimate the intercessory prayer that you can pray, the travail that you can go into in prayer to see a miracle come forth in your family's life. I wish somebody would just claim it today in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. I hope somebody will just reach up and say, Lord, I believe that when I pray, you hear my prayer. She had in her a love so deep that God had put in her heart for her daughter. This daughter who was grievously vexed with the devil. And when society had given up on her, the mom had not given up on her. When society had said she's worthless because you can't trust her. And she's unpredictable. And she's violent. And she's, she's strange. The mother said, no, my love for her will not allow me to give up on her. Glory to God. That doesn't just need to grip individual mothers. That needs to grip the bride of Christ. That spirit, that heart, that faith, that hope, that love that says, we're not going to give up on people that the world gives up on. We're not going to stop loving people. Just because they go through spiritual bondage and are experiencing spiritual captivity. That is why we are here, ladies and gentlemen. May I remind you that the Spirit of the Lord is upon us because He hath anointed us to preach the gospel to the poor. He hath anointed us, hallelujah, to preach deliverance to the captive, to set at liberty them that are bruised. We are here on assignment for people just like this mother's daughter. And she she said, I, I, I can't leave it up to somebody else. I have to seek him. And let me just tell you, that's why it's important to have your children in the house of God. And that's one of the reasons why this season we're in has been so challenging. Because it is so vitally important for the people of God to be able to come to the house of God and worship together and learn together and grow together and love one another and be delivered by the power of God. Make sure that your children are tuning in. Make sure that your family is gathered around. Make sure that this isn't just a vacation from the things of God. Make sure that you are tuning into what God is doing. Hallelujah. Love will drive you into spiritual disciplines and spiritual responsibilities because you know 
the benefit that they bring to your family. This woman found her daughter grievously vexed with an unclean spirit. Hallelujah. When, when, when mothers love, they go to extreme sacrifice to make sure that their children are blessed of the Lord. And this is what this woman had done. She, she had done everything she could do. Now her daughter is in the throes of a spiritual bondage that she doesn't know how to handle, doesn't know what to, how to deal with it. We find ourselves in those cases a lot. Some of you right now have a need in your life and you, and you want to come to church. And I pray in the name of Jesus that that Holy Ghost Hallelujah, that precious Holy Spirit of God would just bless you and minister to you right now and comfort you in the name of Jesus and give you the victory that you need, the deliverance that you seek. She sought Jesus Christ. She knew where to go. That's where you take your needs. You take them to the Lord Jesus Christ. And when she came to Jesus, she said to her, she said, have mercy on me, O Lord. Have mercy on me, O Lord. Thou son of David. My daughter is grievously vexed with the devil. So I want to point out two things from that. One, she called him Lord. She called him the son of David. She understood that he was Messiah. She understood that he was the one of whom the prophets had spoken. She knew that he was was the God manifest in the flesh. And she understood that there was power in his mercy. And she said, I know, I know you just got con done contending with the religious hierarchy. And I know you're on your way to feed thousands. But I also know that you have mercy on an individual in need and have, have mercy on me, O oh Lord, thou son of David. See, when you come to God, you've got to have hope that he will have mercy on you. And you've got to have faith in the power of his mercy. There is power in the mercy of God. And that's what she came to understand. There's power in his mercy. Have mercy upon me, O God. And notice what happens. He answered her not a word. She said, have mercy upon me, O Lord, thou son of David. My daughter is grievously vexed with the devil. He answered her not a word. His first interaction with her was a non-interaction. In fact, the disciples said to him, Send her away, for she crieth after us. So this wasn't just one time that she said, Have mercy on us, on me. She said it many times. Because it got on the disciples' nerves. It wasn't just something that she shouted out from the side of the road. She followed them and said, Have mercy upon me, O Lord, thou son of David. What's driving that interaction? What's driving that interruption? What's driving that desperate desire? Love for her daughter. Love for her daughter. Love for her daughter. Love for her daughter drove her to prayer. Love for her daughter drove her to begging for the mercy of God. Love for her daughter drove her to intercessory prayer. And, and, and Jesus is not responding. The disciples said, send her away, she crieth after us. And, and Jesus explains to them, not even her, to them. 
I am not sent but unto the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Folks, you talk about hope being dashed. Her hopes were dashed. In that one moment, he said, I am not sent but unto the lost sheep of the house of Israel. And in that moment, her hopes were dashed. But remember, love is greater than hope. So even when your hopes are dashed, you don't have to give up because love is greater than hope. Now abide the faith, the hope, and love, but the greatest of these is love. So even if hope is dashed, I don't have to stop praying. I don't have to stop believing. I don't have to stop trusting God. I don't have to stop crying out for mercy because love is greater than hope. So, so, Somebody in this listening audience understands what it means to have hopes dashed. And, and you feel like there's just simply no, no reason to, to carry on. But, but the love that God has put inside of you is greater than the hope that crumbled around you. Hallelujah. He said, I am not sent but unto the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Notice what happened in verse 25. Then came she and worshipped him, saying, Lord, help me. Listen to me, ladies and gentlemen. When your hopes are dashed, worship him. Hallelujah. When life crumbles around you, worship him. When dreams shatter, worship him. Hallelujah. When prayers go unanswered, worship him. Worship him. Worship him. Worship him and say, Lord, help me. Oh, hallelujah. Love is greater than hope. My hope is dashed. Lord, I'm going to come into your presence and I'm going to worship you. Blessed are those that moved through the difficulty of a prayer going unanswered. Verse number 26, he then did answer. And said, it is not meat to take the children's bread and to cast it to dogs. Jesus said this to her. Now, folks, if the hopes being dashed did not utterly drive her away, then surely this insult would. Surely this personal offense would drive her away. Surely this total disregard for her need would cause her to run away. But, but see, you've underestimated the power of her love for her daughter. You've underestimated the way, the depth to which she has loved her child. And it's, it's impossible to calculate the love that a mother has for her children. And, 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 and you see it, we've experienced it. And God helped those who have not been able to experience the love of a mother. And that's again where the church comes into play. The Bible said, when your father and mother forsake you, then the Lord will take you up. And it's the church's responsibility to be that, that extension of the Lord's love. To, to lift people and to strengthen people. And so, don't ever... Don't ever underestimate the challenges you've had in life. If you've gone without the love of a father or you've gone without the love of a mother, God can especially anoint you to give that love to someone and because you know what they need. Surely this insult, surely this personal offense, surely 
I mean, he just said she's a dog. He said it is not meat to take the children's bread. That's Israel. And cast it to the dogs. That's everybody else. Verse 27, you would expect her to say, you did not just say that to me. I can't, did y'all hear what he said? He just called me a dog. You would expect verse 27 to include some kind of an incredulity on her part as to the audacity of someone to say such a thing. But that's not what it was. You know why? You know why? Because she loved her daughter. And the love was greater than the offense. And the love was greater than dashed hopes. And the love was greater. It was greater. The love she had for her daughter was greater than her own feelings of personal offense. Notice what she says in verse 27. She said, truth, truth, not only did she not recoil, she agreed. She said, truth, Lord, yet the dogs eat of the crumbs which fall from their master's table. Listen to the third thing she understood. First, she understood the power of the mercy of God. Secondly, she understood the power of worshiping God. Thirdly, she understood her own unworthiness to receive good from the hand of God. So many people do not receive the salvation of the Lord simply because they... They see themselves as being worthy. You and I, if you don't hear anything else, here, you and I are not worthy. And the only thing that makes us worthy is the precious blood of Jesus Christ. That has to be the foundational admission of every believer. Truth, Lord. I'm not worthy to eat the good bread of life. I'm not worthy to receive redemption. Everything about me is full of sin and shame. Everything about me, listen, don't let this suit and tie fool you. I understand without him, I'm nothing. I have nothing without the power and the grace and the mercy and the love of God. Oh, I wish we were here together so we could shout about how amazing his grace is and how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found. I was blind, but now I see. Yes, it's amazing grace. And yes, it's why we shout. And yes, it's why we dance. And yes, it's why we rejoice in the Lord. Hallelujah, because his grace is great. And his grace is free. And his grace is sufficient. And his grace is amazing. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. She said, truth, Lord. I'm not here to argue that. I don't deserve anything on your table. I don't deserve your blood. I don't deserve your love. I don't deserve sanctification. I certainly don't deserve heaven. I certainly don't deserve everlasting life. But Lord, even the dogs eat the crumbs which fall from the master's table. Ladies and gentlemen, when Jesus heard this, he said, oh, woman, great is your faith. Be it unto thee, even as you will. Great is your faith. It was her faith that made the difference. But I want to point something out to you. In Galatians 
chapter 5 and verse 6, the scripture says circumcision doesn't avail anything and uncircumcision doesn't avail anything, but faith which worketh by love. Circumcision, being a Jew, or uncircumcision, not being a Jew. That doesn't avail you anything one way or the other. It is faith in this new covenant which worketh by love. How does faith work? By love. Why did she have faith? Because she had love. Love is greater than faith. Faith brought made the difference, but faith doesn't exist unless there's love. You say, but pastor, you don't know how broken my situation is. All you got to do is have love. You don't even have to have the greatest faith. The love will generate the faith. The love will generate the hope. The love will build the hope back up. Notice what, what she said to him. He said, I can't give you bread. You're not one of the children of Israel. You're, you're one of the dogs, and I'm sorry. And she said, yeah, but, but look, even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from the master's table. Most people would look at that and say, I'm not eating crumbs. But her love was great. And she said, I see. I see value in the crumbs. I, I, I know that the, the crumbs are just what breaks off when the break, bread is, is broken open. I know that when the bread breaks, everybody's looking at the loaf of bread. But if you've ever broken bread, you know there's going to be crumbs. If you've ever eaten a, a, a oats and honey a Nature Valley bar, you break it off and it's... It's an experience. It's another meal. You get what you have in your hand and you get what felt. Make sure you have a paper plate underneath you because you're going to have a whole other Nature Valley Oats and Honey Bar from the crumbs that fall. When you break off the bread, the bread begins to, to crumble. There are crumbs that fly and fall. And she said most people would sweep that up in a dustbin and cast it aside. Most people would just disregard that and consider it of no effect and no value. But I see value in the crumbs. I think you can scoop it together and make something new out of it. And that's the love of a mother. The love of a mother is that, that it doesn't matter how broken the situation. It doesn't matter how dysfunctional the circumstances have been. I see value in that broken situation. I see where nutrients have fallen off. And if you bring it together and if you scoop it together, you can make something new out of a broken set of circumstances. Oh, hallelujah. Glory to God. See, moms know how to do it. Yeah, they make the Thanksgiving turkey. But they don't throw away the bone. They're going to put the bone in and make some soup. Get some broth out of that bone. Leftovers have made numerous casseroles, soups, because they don't discard what other people discard. They don't get rid of what other people seem to see as invaluable or, or, or uh, no, having no value. No, no, mothers are different. They see value. They see value. And it doesn't matter how many mistakes you've made. That mother's going to love you anyway. And it doesn't matter how far you've gone. That sanctified mother's going to love you. And it doesn't matter how dark the valley or how low the pit. She's going to love you. What are you experiencing? That's the love of God, friend. 
That's the love of God. He loves you, and he put that love inside of a mother. That's why when she said, give me the crumbs, give me the crumbs, I'll take the crumbs, Jesus said, okay, you're loving like I love. You're loving like I love. According to your faith, it's going to be unto you because she was reflecting the love of Almighty God. I don't know what's broken in your life. I don't know what crumbs have gathered around your feet, but don't give up on your circumstances and don't give up on your children and don't give up on your life and don't give up on your walk with God. There's something to look forward to. There's a new day. Hallelujah. There's a new horizon. Love will bring it back together again. Oh, glory to God. Jeremiah said, I went down to the potter's house and he said, I looked at the potter's wheel. And when I went in, I went through, looked through the window and saw what the potter was doing. And, and he said, while he, was, while he was making a vessel, the clay was marred in the hand of the potter. And he did not discard it, but with the same marred clay, he made another vessel. If that's you, hear what the Lord is saying to you. Have you made mistakes? Have you, have you messed things up? God's not done with you. He's going to make a new vessel out of you. He's going to gather up those broken pieces and he's going to make something new. You might have started out as a, a, a loaf of bread. You're going to end up in a casserole. Moms know how to do it. God knows how to do it. He's going to make something beautiful out of a broken set of circumstances. This is why when he gave the disciples the basket or the, the, the bread to pass out, he sent them back out with baskets and said, pick up the fragments. Go out into the, into the multitude because people were just, they had eaten what they could and there were, there were crumbs left. There were fragments left. And, and most people just scoop that up and sweep it up and get rid of it. There's no use for it, but Jesus sees value in it. And he said, go out there and pick up the fragments. And to all who are listening to me today who have broken circumstances and dysfunctional situations that you think are going to be the end of you and your family and your life and your future and your promise and your hope and your faith, the love of God for you is greater than the hope that has been dashed and the faith that has been crumbled and that love will restore hope that love will restore faith hallelujah and God's going to put you back together again he's going to pick up the fragments the broken pieces of those experiences who's going to do it my God is going to do it we see that love so beautifully reflected in our mothers so thank you to our mothers but I want you to know, the Lord loves you even more than your mother loves you. And he's going to give you a hope, and he's going to give you a future, and he's going to give you a peace that passes all understanding. If you believe it right now, receive it in Jesus' name. Receive it in the name of Jesus Christ. 
Hallelujah. Oh, I feel like God is going to break some spiritual bondage. I believe God is going to shake, hallelujah, foundations. I believe God is going to lift people up out of their chains. I believe God's going to break loose, hallelujah. He's going to break loose every stronghold in your life. If you've got an unsaved child, a prodigal son, a prodigal daughter that you're concerned about, don't stop bringing that need to Jesus. Hallelujah. Her daughter was back home. She couldn't even see the effects of her prayer. But she didn't stop praying until she broke through. Love kept her praying. Keep on praying. Keep on hoping. Keep on believing. Keep on trusting in the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. God's got something for you in Jesus' name. Could you just receive it right now? Lift up your hands in your home and receive it in the name of Jesus Christ. Come on, let those broken pieces come together. Let those broken circumstances begin to be formed in Jesus' name. Let God do it right now in the name of Jesus Christ. He's going to make something greater than what there was before. He's going to make something new out of what has been broken in your life. Glory to the name of God. Lord, I pray in Jesus' name for every person that is sitting under the sound of my voice and your word. I pray, Lord, that they will be healed in Jesus' name. That they will be set free from fear and from demonic possession and bondage and spiritual captivity. I pray, Lord, in the name of Jesus Christ that you will loose families right now and let them live in the joy of your spirit. Break down every disagreement and misunderstanding and complication and restore love and life and hope and faith. Lord, let your love be perfected in your people. Let your love be perfected in your people, O oh God. In Jesus' name, we praise you. We worship you, Lord. We worship you, Lord. In Jesus' name. Go ahead and let the Lord do it right now in the name of Jesus. Come on, lift up your hands and let the Lord do it right now in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. That's it. Just worship together in Jesus' name. God bless you in the name of the Lord. falls it won't prevail cause the God I serve knows only how to triumph my God will never fail oh my God will never fail I'm gonna see a victory I'm gonna see a victory for the
Victory for the battle. 